gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Yes, we are, and we tried, and, and you know, like, Bear in mind that we tried to find a way to fit a music news-related story into a love song-themed show. We wanted to make it kind of continuous, uh, so we're going to do our best here. Work with us, but trying to make a triangle fit into a square. Um, but maybe the only way we can sort of link it is if we say we just love the music news segment, and then that's how we can roll on with it. That's right. And we hope you do too. We're doing our best to keep you informed in the happenings <laughs> of Australian music. But uh, in a, the love theme that I was able to relate to this one, uh, and the story is as follows. APRA AMCOS is going to pay $1.5 million in live performance royalties for shows that were cancelled by COVID. Um, so these are shows, this is royalties going to artists for shows that they were unable to even uh, put together because of COVID. And what's more lovey about that? You've got the peak industry body in the country giving yep. $1.5 million to artists for shows they didn't even do because they love them so much. You, know? you have so to I, love it. You have to love it. That's a Valentine's Day special from App Amcos. It's uh, lovely news. That's how we're relating. It's not anyway. But yes, live performance royalty checks are going to continue to roll into these artists um, for those musicians that had shows prepared, ready to rumble, and of course, as we know, were cancelled due to the Omicron variant. Um, it was last week this one was announced. $1.5 million, again, is the figure, um, and royalties are going to be paid to artists scheduled to take place in Australia and New Zealand from 1st of October 2021 to 28th of February 2022, um, which is really good. I mean, like, I think we would, I think both Cam and I had tickets to gigs in that time that were mm-hmm. unable to go ahead. So this is likely going to apply to the artists that we love. And if you had tickets to a gig that wasn't able to go ahead, then um, APRA AMCOS are probably helping them out in one way or another as well, which is really, really good. Um, this initiative is an extension to payouts made in 2020. Um, and they did something similar last year where they moved their performance report payments forward from May from November. Um, so I think this is like a, a, a lovely story. <laughs> it's really it nice. I mean, they didn't story. have to do this. Yeah, and and Jenny Morris, who is the chair of APRA, uh, in a statement said that just as it felt like these things were starting to open up and live music was ready to kick off a successful summer season, the latest COVID-19 wave once again cancelled live events, causing substantial financial loss and emotional strain to our members and the broader industry. The APRA board approved this royalty measures so that swift action can be taken to support our members and pay them for royalties they would have made from the live performances of their songs and that's exactly we've mentioned it before end of last year we're talking to artists and go, man 2022 how good <laughs> is it going to be touring again live music can't wait to see you out there and then we came back from our break over christmas new year and wow things looked very different to what we thought they might uh and yeah jenny morris there sort of reiterating our thoughts at the time and it's great as you mentioned you love to see that these artists are getting royalties for gigs that they would have received getting money from the gigs that they would have done, the money that they should have received. That's where I was trying to get out of my mouth. Exactly. <laughs> uh, because we know that artists don't have, um, you know, the same safety nets in terms of their income that um, many other people do working in industries with contracts and set hours and sick leave and all of that kind of stuff where they're going to be remunerated for things they were not able to do um, and they're able to keep food on the table and keep bills paid. I mean, when you talk about the impact of this on artists, we spoke a couple of weeks ago in the music news, or maybe that was just when I was 
on solo. I can't remember. Um, but, you know, even members from massive Australian bands like the Rubens uh, were having to call on Support Act, the fantastic charity, um, to help them pay the bills throughout the pandemic. So no one was immune from the implications and the impacts of um, these lost gigs and these lost touring revenue. Um, and as I said, there, there weren't the same safety nets available for artists, big or small. So I think to have $1.5 million flowing into the hands of artists um, and not even being you know filtered through the various layers as well before it gets to them this is just direct money for artists in the form of royalties um is is really positive thing and it sets a really good standard as an industry i mean the way the music industry tends to look after each other um and Mm. where their priorities as an industry lie i think it would be a good model for every industry in the world to follow Absolutely. I mean, we mention it, we speak to a lot of local artists and one of the things that they say to us is the Central Coast music industry is very supportive and we've now sort of made a connection with Brisbane artists and Perth bands as well and they're all saying the same sort of thing. The local industry there is very supportive. They're trying to push each other up and encourage their their, you know, their achievements as opposed to trying to drag them down to get themselves higher because they all sort of understand that if one artist from the region's getting good recognition, then it's going to lift the rest of the region's artists as well. And it's good to see that now this is sort of happening on a nationwide scale as opposed to sort of little local pockets. It looks like this is something that's going to take off uh, all over the place. I remember we spoke to Boo Seeker. God knows when that was, but we spoke to Boo Seeker <laughs> um, and he was on the Gold Coast and he said his first gig back, it was just nuts to see, A, just that many people there at a live event again and they're so early, but also the other musicians around were really uplifting and supportive where before he felt like it wasn't quite that way. So as much as we obviously have disliked what's gone on over the past couple of years, um, there are obviously some positives to take away. That is one of them. Uh, And I dare say if the industry can stay together the way that they've sort of formed over the past couple of years, because it's maybe a little bit because the government haven't really offered that much support. They felt like they needed to do it themselves. Um, and yeah, moving forward, hopefully that can sort of stay the same way. They get government support, but then they can also, you know, really band together, if you pardon the pun, and <laughs> sort of continue to uplift the music scene here in Australia and on the coast. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I think um, there's nothing like a bit of struggle to galvanise communities. And, and as we see so often, unfortunately, often communities are much better at solving their own problems and waiting for help from <laughs> government, um, which we've seen with the music industry is a great example of that throughout the pandemic. I mean, there's been no shortage of people within the industry looking to help one another um, and initiatives and things emerging via charities like Support Act or the peak bodies like APRA AMCOS that are, are also just saying... Yeah, we want to help you, um, which is, it's heartening to see. I mean, it's been so disappointing to see how little they've been supported and that shouldn't have happened, but it has been heartening to see, as you said, Cam, how well the music industry can rally together and get behind each other. Um, APRA MCOS CEO Dean Ormson on speaking on this royalty initiative, um, he was just saying it, you know, representing that really, really well. He said, um, APRA MCOS is putting royalties into the pockets of our members for the performances they intended to play. They planned, prepared, practiced, and through no fault of their own, once again, they lost work and income. Um, And he renewed a call uh, to government and our leadership to do better. Um, We urgently call on government leaders to provide direct support to the artists, sole traders, and small to medium businesses through a wage subsidy program, ongoing crisis support through Support Act, micro-business grants, and a national insurance scheme. So... 
they're doing the work, but they're also uh, not shying away from making those same calls and those same demands that we've heard throughout the pandemic. We saw that $85 million um, injected via New South Wales government a couple of weeks ago, which was a good step in the right direction. And we also saw what it was a half national insurance scheme, um, more, but, but not quite, that was introduced you know, to, to give events backing if they were to fail again or have to cancel due to COVID. So we're seeing slow steps and albeit very late steps, um, but I think this pressure is having some kind of an impact. I think it is too. And, you know, the call was for the national insurance scheme. That's, I'd say, most likely because, I mean, the, the governing bodies, you mentioned $1.5 million that is going to the hands of these artists, but that doesn't include sort of the stage staff and the touring staff. From what I can gather, it seems like it's mainly just the artists. If the artist chooses to pass it down, you know, that's their prerogative. It's good for them. Um, but it, there's no real obligation for them to do that. Um, so if we do have a national insurance scheme, that will sort of cover a lot of those artists as well. And the touring parties behind the artists. So I remember when we spoke to, um, we're doing a lot of name dropping in this music news, but I remember <laughs> when, we, when we spoke to Ruben Styles of Peking Duck, who we played just before, uh, he said, you know, him and Adam, they're completely fine, but it's the touring team behind them which have been completely decimated because of COVID-19 and the lack of touring and the lack of live events so support for those guys is perhaps more important than it is for the actual musicians themselves so a national insurance scheme on the way up I think there are obviously negotiations going on in the government I don't know if there's been any announcement from that yet Eamon but um, you know it's certainly in the works and something that definitely does need to be passed. Yeah, indeed it does. And yeah, we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. And, and you know, with all else failing, we know that the industry is going to support itself. But yeah, absolutely. Spare a thought for all the people that have been involved in these shows that haven't been able to happen. Uh, and if we can wrap up that and jump from uh, one failed event, you know, and music industry love for one another, I had to fit in renewed dates for King Street Carnival. This is a really, really exciting um, mini festival going on in Sydney. This is like the fourth date that it's been rescheduled to. Uh, so fingers crossed this one goes together. But from uh, the music industry loving itself to gigs and artists that we love, we're trying to keep it here on theme here at Homebrew this evening. Um, the new dates for King Street Carnival, which is basically an event that takes place in Sydney um, across dozens of venues um around in and around newtown and marrickville area um these new dates are 11th to the 13th of march it's taking place yeah over the friday saturday and sunday um and there's a lot going on to give you a quick short and sweet of it um you will be hearing from horror show um barker nardine and this is not everyone as well this is just a few that are, are jumping out confidence man young franco harvey sutherland milan ring um clipso yothi yindi rolling blackouts coastal fever um nairi uh caitlin harnett and the pony boys um, there's a whole bunch of DJs going on at various places as well. You and I, um, King Stingray, Cosmic Psychos, Haley Mary, uh, Middle Kids, Sarah Blasco, Stella Donnelly, um, and then there's a little reggae all-star showcase as well. <laughs> so there's heaps. There's over 150 acts, I think, uh, across uh, a whole bunch of venues and uh, event spaces that are taking place over the 11th to the 13th of March. So across in every single thing we can, that nothing um, untoward happens between now and then to prevent that. Um, single day tickets are 50 bucks. 
weekend passes are already sold out probably from people that have been waiting to go to this event for a year or so um but yeah check it out jump on the website try and find yourself some tickets to that go support uh some great aussie music and this of course is an all australian lineup at the moment because no international acts are coming through yeah, and just while we're quickly giving a few gigs a plug, I want to mention a local one coming up on, uh, well, from Friday the 8th of April. It's Love Lanes Festival, Central Coast Council Initiative. Uh, they've got some live music uh, happening. So from 4 p.m. on, well, there's two stages. There's the Bendigo Bank stage, and then there's the Mad stage, which is the musicians making a different stage. Uh, on that one, you have Ruby Archer, Omenor and Fletcher Pillen all performing uh, from 4 till 6 and then Ruby and Omenor come back on again so Ruby Archer's on from 4 o'clock and 7 o'clock and Omenor on from 5 and 8 Fletcher Pillen on at 6pm and then on the Bendigo Bank stage from 4pm we have local artist Aisha we've also got Jana Beth at 5 o'clock and then a couple of real big names at 6pm we have Good Lecker and at 7pm Bootleg Rascal are taking to the stage Ooh. That's Not hot. bad for Central Coast That's Council. Hot. Go wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is happening at Love Lanes Festival at the Wyong Town Centre um, Friday the 8th of April, 4pm to 9pm. Four lanes, four music stages, one park is the tagline for that event. So a local event and an event in Sydney. If, you know, we mentioned we want to get back to gigs. Hopefully, hopefully, we don't want to jinx it, but hopefully we can return to those gigs uh, in a really fun way. That's right, yeah. So, a couple of ones to keep on your radar moving forward. Uh, and Love Lanes, I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's a Valentine's show. We've, we're just really, <laughs> oh, we're really making it even, fit. That's great. I didn't even pick up on that, but <laughs> I love that, Eamon. Well done. 